0: The Church, in her wisdom, sets out weekly readings from the Gospels. These readings allow us to follow the life and teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and the story of our salvation. Upper Room Media presents to you the weekly Sunday homily delivered from Sydney, Australia. There's a story in Scripture that's a little bit like this, where Jesus stands up for a woman. They catch a woman in the act of adultery, They drag her out of the adultery bed, out of bed with her lover. And they bring her and they throw her before the feet of Christ. And they say to Jesus, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Moses says, someone like this should be stoned. But Rabbi, sarcastically, what do you say? And he gets down, onto the ground and he starts writing in the dust with his finger. And we don't know what he was writing in the dust, but many um, uh, commentaries say that he was writing the sins of the people who had accused this woman in the dust. And then he stands up and he says to them, Whoever of you is without sin, let him throw the first stone. One by one, her accusers leave. And Jesus turns to the woman and he says to her, Woman, where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? She answers him, No one, Lord. He says to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I want us to take a few moments to just pay attention. Jesus says, "Where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you?" She could have said, "They condemned me, but but that's in the past. That's in that's gone. They accused me, but they accused me, but they're gone." What what scripture is trying to reveal to us what god is trying to reveal to us here at a different time the disciples went preaching jesus sends out the the the, the disciples he sent out the 12 they came back then he sent out the, the the 70 disciples and they can't come back and they are over the moon because guess what guess what the demons are subject to us when we cast we can cast out demons Right, And they're telling this stuff to Jesus and Jesus tells them, don't rejoice in this, but rejoice that your names are kingdom in heaven, written in the kingdom of heaven. He tells them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Most of the commentators believe that this has to do with the incarnation. That when Jesus was incarnate, when Jesus was incarnate, He restored, He restored creation and satan no longer had power over it and so he lost his authority the message here the message here is that where jesus is there is no accusation where jesus is present there is no accusation because he justifies he justifies if he justifies st paul says who will condemn No one. If the judge justifies you, then who will condemn you? No one. He doesn't justify by some complex legal argument. It's his very presence that justifies. It's his very presence that sets that which was askew aright. Justifies, makes just, makes orthogonal, makes straight. It's his very presence by his grace. He fills in the gaps with his grace. I, I like doing uh, home rentals. I like fixing things and building things and, and stuff like that. You know, oh my goodness, when I deliv- discovered what silicone can do, you know, right? caulking, you can fill anything with that. I'm not suggesting that you should be a poor craftsman and fill the gaps in, but that's what they do. It's like the two pieces of, of um, what's it called? The, the say, you know, the, not the, uh, baseboard. Yeah, the two pieces of baseboard. Yeah, as the, the builder right here. See, right? Right? They're like an inch apart, practically. It's, ah, the we will fill it with caulking. You're like, what? You know? And they do, and it doesn't, it barely shows. I mean, unless you're looking for it, right? Jesus is is caulking for your life right he comes he fills it you got you got a little bit too much here he sands it off you've got got a little bit of a gap here he fills it in he fills it in by his grace by his grace by his grace he he just he whatever was wonky he straightens it out and he aligns it and he fills it and he makes it perfect right so then there is no more accusation by his very Presence by his very presence, ontologically, by in the essence of things, he fills the gaps and he makes you whole and perfect. So there's no accusation, but that's not how we feel. Sometimes we feel like something's going wrong, sometimes we feel like everything's going wrong. In fact, if we look in the Psalms, there's so many different Psalms where the psalmist is saying everybody is against me. I picked just one Psalm Psalms thirty five verse fifteen, but you'll find you'll find that there's many, many, many different Psalms that are saying the same things. You know, this one for example says, But in my adversity they rejoiced and gathered together, attackers gathered against me, and I did not know it. They tore at me and did not cease, with ungodly mockers at feasts they gnashed at me with their teeth. Right, I'm surrounded from all sides, and I feel like, like those who are accusing me are all around me. Right, Have no fear. Have no fear. Have no fear at all. Right, But the problem with this is that the problem with this is not only when the accusers are outward. I mean, that woman had a problem. Lest Jesus be there, she would have been buried under a, a, a pile of rubble by now. Right? So she, she, had a, she had a problem, right? But you and I have a problem too. Maybe nobody's trying to stone you. Maybe nobody's quoting the law of Moses to you. Maybe nobody is, you know, trying, trying to actually kill you. Maybe, right? But sometimes we have accusations against us at work, at home, in our family, Worst of all, the worst of all, and that's what we're going to talk about next week, is our own thoughts. We're going to talk about our accusing thoughts and how to deal with our accusing thoughts, how to bring the incarnate presence of Christ in the presence of those those thoughts. We'll talk about that next week. Today, I just want to talk mostly about Jesus because he's so, so beautiful. In fact, if you look... At the, the, the scene of his arrest in the Gospel of John, you find you find another hint at exactly what I'm saying. Jesus is with his disciples in Gethsemane in the garden, and he's prayed his heart out, he's prayed until his sweats are like great drops of blood. And Judas comes with a detachment of troops, with you know, swords and torches and clubs to come and to capture to capture him. And they come and they and they, sit, they they come and they approach Jesus and his disciples. And as they approach Jesus and his disciples, you would think that the disciples would say, Okay, we're gonna make a plan here. Okay, one of us is gonna to pretend to be Jesus, then the other one's gonna to pretend to be Jesus, then we're gonna fool them, then we're gonna run in different directions. That'll give Jesus enough time to they don't even have time to make a plan right? I don't know what the disciples were doing. It's not recorded, right? But what happens? As Judas and the detachment of troops are coming, what does Jesus do? Jesus steps forward, and he says, I understand you have some concerns. No, sorry, that was from the previous scene. That was my dad in the principal's office, right? But that's what he says. He says, whom are you seeking? Jesus steps forward, Jesus sees the lion coming and he walks towards the lion. Jesus sees the fire, he walks towards the fire. He steps forward for you. For you. How do I know it's for you? So they sp- they they say we're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. He says, "I am he." He says, "I am he," and topic for another sermon. They fall over. At his saying, I am he, they fall over. They get themselves back together. He says to them, whom are you seeking? They say, Jesus of Nazareth. He tells them, I have told you, I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, Jesus says. Who are you after? Huh? Who are you after? Me? Okay, take me. Let these guys go. Let these guys go. Jesus steps forward. Jesus steps into the fight for you. Jesus steps into the fight for you. Jesus wants to step into the fight of accusation for you. There is no accuser who can stand up to Jesus. We're going to talk about that next week or the week after. There are beautiful, beautiful promises about how no, no one, no accusation against him will stand from, from the prophecies, but we'll talk about that, right? The problem, I can't help it. The problem, sorry, this is for third week, but we'll, you know, we'll review, right? The problem is there's, there's, a, there's, there's two prophecies in the book of Isaiah that say no accusation against him, no banner formed against him, no weapon formed against him will stand, right? Right? The problem is that we sometimes appropriate these verses to ourselves. It's not meant for me. No, I stand up, I, I, get, in, I get myself into a fight, and I get clobbered sometimes, right? So what? Scripture is untrue? No, this is written about Jesus. This is written about Jesus. But if I am in Jesus, no accusation against Him will stand. And thus no accusation against Me in him will stand. We'll talk more about it third week, right? But for now, for now, I want you to see that Jesus is courageous. Jesus steps into the fight for you. He doesn't step away from the fight. He doesn't run away from the fight. In the book of Revelation, actually, I don't want to scare you. It says, cursed are the cowardly. Jesus is not a coward. He's brave, and he will step into the fight for you, to the fight the death he was getting arrested to what to go to the theme park no he's getting arrested to his death which he knew very well right jesus is very very courageous and he steps forward he steps forward for you for your sake and that's why there is no accuser that stands before him. You know the word Satan, when he says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. The fathers understand this. The, 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 the word Satan, it's, it, it can be a proper name, right? Like Smith, John Smith, could be the name, a name of a person, Mr. Smith, right? Or Smith, he is a Smith, like a, like a blacksmith, you know? Right? So the word Satan is either the name of the demon or also means accuser or opposer. I saw the accuser fall like lightning when he was incarnate, when he was incarnate and he restored all things. So what do we have to do to wrap up? What do we have to do, you and me? We have to draw near. St. James tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Flee from the devil and he will flee from you draw near to him against whom there is no accusation. When you feel that you're being accused, draw near to him that no accusation can stand before him. Does that make sense? When you feel that accusation is coming towards you, draw near to him that you know no accusation can stand against him. Draw near to him and the accusation falls. We're going to talk very specifically about that in our, about our own thoughts next week. Also, remember this promise that Moses says to the people of Israel as they're standing before the the Red Sea in front of them and Pharaoh and his chariots closing in behind them. And Moses says to them, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace hold on to that which gives you peace which is the lord and let and let him fight the battle for you you and i you and i tend i tend to step into the battle when i'm not ready or to flee the battle to flee the battle because i'm scared right i'm not here to judge you i do it too right what I'm saying is rather than run into the battle when I'm not prepared or run away from the battle because I'm scared, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. The, the instinct to run is there. Run to Jesus when, when fear arrests us and when accusation attacks us. Finish with uh, an illustration in some First Nations communities, there is a rite of passage into manhood where uh, at a certain age, they'll take a teenage boy and they'll put him through all of these different uh, exercises of hunting and trapping and fishing and all of these different things. If he completes them all successfully, they'll have you know, a wonderful celebration around the fire at night and at the end of that celebration the boy gets blindfolded and is led into a thick forest to spend the night in the forest blindfolded they take the blindfold off in the forest to spend the night in the forest alone to fend for himself but there's a secret that he doesn't know There's a secret that he doesn't know. What if he wasn't ready for manhood? Get eaten alive? No, they would never do that. There's a secret that he doesn't know. Is that standing just a few paces away, bow and arrow, ready, is who? His father. In the dark, watching him, making sure he'll be okay. The same is true for you and is true for me. Don't run into the fire. Don't run away from it either. Run to the one against whom no accusation can stand. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. We'll sing one more song and we'll pray. And then there's wonderful festivities waiting for us outside. God bless you. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart and we pray that it will not only inform you but will also transform you and your life with Christ.